So I, I, you know, I, I'm fighting with them. I go, okay, I need to get the wiring instructions to you guys. I need to know exactly where this funds need to go. Cause if I'm gonna wire the money to make sure it goes to the right place. Okay. Somehow somebody else who supposedly with the U S bank gets involved in this process and they're now calling me. This was, this was kind of hairs on the back of your neck standing up sign number one. Like, I'm calling. I got 72 hours to figure this thing out. Somehow, somebody else has gotten wind of this thing. I found out how later, and I'm going to tell you the story, but um, got wind of the, that the money need to be wired, and they're calling me proactively to provide the wiring instructions. When you're dealing with a title company and or a bank, in most cases, they have wiring instructions with a bank that's either a national bank, the Wells Fargo's, U.S. banks, yada, yada. That's not uncommon, okay? But generally speaking, the address of the bank in question will be local, okay? In this case, I'm dealing with U.S. Bank out of California, and I'm based in Colorado, so it's very easy now if this gets lost in translation. Anyhow, this other person calls in and says, I'm going to give you the wiring instructions, and I'm, I'm sorry, who are you? Well, I'm the person that gives you the wiring instructions. And like, that's yeah, not a name. That, that's not, that's not making me feel warm and fuzzy, brother. So they send me over the written wiring instructions. This is scam number two, right? Because I can tell you right now that they will not, at least in Colorado, I can't speak for every state across the board right now. Okay. But I can tell you that title companies in the state of Colorado will not give you the wiring instructions in writing. Like, anymore. like handwriting? Handwriting in email at all. They will not send you wiring instructions. And here's why. Too easy to modify. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning. The time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house. Buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now. Yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. And welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Broadcasting live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's up, man? Uh, you know, I'm here. Enjoying life, doing podcasting things, That's being good. an executive producer. It's a big deal. Um, you know, I, man, I want to, tri- I need to go on a trip sometime soon, man. I need to, I need to get out of Colorado for a bit. So got to get the hustle going. Got a couple of ventures that I'm working on that I think will, uh, uh, you know, set me up for a nice little vacation, maybe towards the beginning of 2021. I love it, man. You know, I got out of town for a little bit. I went, uh, went to a conference in Austin, Texas, and it was, it was nice to, uh, just travel again, you know, sitting on a plane with masks is not fun. Um, traveling through the airport, actually not that much fun right now. There's a lot going on with that. That's making that unenjoyable, but overall just, uh, being in another place. Um, it was fun. It's nice, nice to see what's going on. There's a world outside of what you see out your front door out there. And, um, you should be capitalizing on that as much as you can. So, yeah, man, I hope you get that trip done. Let's get to the show today. 
So the title of the show, and probably why you tuned in, because people, let's face it, bad titles we've proven attract people at a substantially higher rate than good titles. I don't know. People just, they enjoy bad news. The press figured it out years ago. The more bad stuff you say, the better better off you're going to be. We try to stay positive as much as possible, but this one, this one triggered me a little bit. And the title of the show is Buyer Beware avoiding scams and fraud. But the basis of it is the article we will be publishing in the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group and on the Foreclosure Deals Coach page. But the title is How One Family's Nightmare Illustrates the Growing Threat of Real Estate Wire Fraud. So here's the basic of the story. You got this couple who is buying you know, their dream home. And a $1.4 million house in Northern California. Now, right out of the gate, it was like, wow, man, you know, that's, a, that's a very expensive house. Not in North California, it's not. You know, like, this was actually a, I mean, a nice, nice house, I'm sure, but not like an over-the-top home given that market area, okay? So yeah, for sure. These two are buying their dream home. They've gotten the money via an inheritance, and they, uh, it's a $1.4 million property. And the quote that really got me in this article, and I encourage you to read this, because the, the quote from the co-buyer was, it seemed too good to be true almost, Lindsay said, exactly what we wanted. Here's the thing, right? The funny thing about real estate, if at any point something seems too good to be true, it's because... It is. It's too good to be true, guys. Don't fall for it. Right. It, you know, you may luck out on a Honda Accord, right, where a guy's just trying to sell this car dirt cheap. It was grandma's car, and she's gone, and it's worth 20 grand, but he's willing to sell it to you for 12. That might happen, okay? But if you get that same deal with a Ferrari, right, I can tell you there's probably something wrong with the car. And the same applied here. So these guys, uh, psychology professor at UC Berkeley, wired their basically their life savings um, from an inheritance, $921,235.10, a number to this day he cannot forget. And I understand because that money's gone. Never forget the money you just, you know, like gave away. It's a big deal, right? So the mortgage company calls and says, hey, man, you're supposed to be putting like 900 grand down on this property. Where's the money? He's like, what are you talking about, man? I wired that a couple days ago. Wires don't take that long. Well, they do if the wire went to the wrong place. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It is really unfortunate. And the reality is, in the article, it goes on to say that this is a problem that's now about $220 million in schemes like this in 2020. It's up 13% from last year. Okay, wire fraud is running rampant right now. And I can give you, let me tell you a story here about a wire, potential wire fraud situation of my own, but I'm doing this deal, right? And the... The, uh, the lady calls, we buy houses, we have ads all over, you know, our version of digital door knocking, um, you know, the advertisement we have to purchase properties. And we've got this property where a lady calls in and said, I need to sell this thing. I'm going into foreclosure. I'm going to lose the property. The foreclosure on Thursday and it's Monday. Right. So now I'm scrambling and like, oh man, I don't know if I can get this much money moved in about 48, 72 hours. So I'm calling U.S. Bank, who had the mortgage. I'm going, I need to wire the funds to you guys to stop this thing from going into foreclosure. And I swear to you, the exact words of U.S. Bank was, well, 
50-50 odds this is going to work out. Right, the foreclosure is already kind of in place. You could wire the money, and if it forecloses anyway, you might get the money back, and you might not. You know, so now I'm literally sitting in the car at the bank, and you know this is this is a plus to the fact that my wife only listens to some of these episodes because, like, if you listen to all of them, like I'd be sleeping on the couch tonight, right? But um. So, I, you know, I'm fighting with them. I go, okay, I need to get the wiring instructions to you guys. I need to know exactly where this funds need to go because I'm going to wire the money to make sure it goes to the right place, okay? Somehow, somebody else who supposedly with the U.S. Bank gets involved in this process, and they're now calling me. This was, this was kind of hairs on the back of your neck standing up sign number one. Like, I'm calling. i got 72 hours to figure this thing out. Somehow, somebody else has gotten wind of this thing. I found out how later, and I'm going to tell you the story, but... Um, got wind of the, that the money need to be wired, and they're calling me proactively to provide the wiring instructions. When you're dealing with a title company and or a bank, in most cases, they have wiring instructions with a bank that's either a national bank, the Wells Fargo's, U.S. banks, yada, yada. That's not uncommon, okay? But generally speaking, the address of the bank in question will be local, okay? In this case, I'm dealing with U.S. Bank out of California, and I'm based in Colorado, so it's very easy now if this gets lost in translation. Anyhow, this other person calls and says, I'm going to give you the wiring instructions, and I'm, I'm sorry, who are you? Well, I'm the person that gives you the wiring instructions. And like, that's yeah, not a name. That, that's not that's not making me feel warm and fuzzy, brother. So they send me over the written wiring instructions. This is scam number two, right? Because I can tell you right now that they will not, at least in Colorado, I can't speak for every state across the board right now, okay? But I can tell you that title companies in the state of Colorado will not give you the wiring instructions in writing. Like, anymore. Like handwriting? Handwriting and email at all. They will not send you wiring instructions. And here's why. Too easy to modify. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. So if you're going to get wiring instructions from a title company today, you will be on the phone with the title company. You will call them. They will answer, Heritage Title Company, how can I help you? And you will say, I need to send some wire, some funds. They will transfer you to the wire department inside a Heritage Title Company, and that person will dictate the wiring instructions to you over the phone routing number and bank account number, okay? And you will not get it any other way, I promise you. Okay, so the fact that they were willing to email me the wiring instructions was trigger number two. Something was not feeling right. But I'm down to hours here, right? So I call the U.S. bank guy and I go through that same process. I need to get to your wiring department and specifically your wiring department for houses that are nearing foreclosure. So basically the loss mitigation department, okay? So I call, I get to loss mitigation. Thank you for calling U.S. bank. This is the loss mitigation department. How can I help you? Okay, and then I get him to verbally give me the wiring instructions. I promptly send the money via wire. The foreclosure was saved. Another client happy. I got to buy a stellar house at a discount, sold it at a profit. But now there's this matter of the other guy who's trying to give me wiring instructions, right? So, of course, he calls back and said, did you send the funds? I was like, I did not send the funds. But I am going to be calling the FBI. So, could I have your, uh, your phone number so they can get hold of you a little easier? Clicker? <laughs> Click. Hello? Right. Hello? 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 Uh, okay. See you later, dude. Right. So what is happening is people, as you're going to see in this article, they're infiltrating the system. I came to found out that this lady had announced on Facebook that she was selling her house to an investor. They tracked the investor piece back to me and managed to get in between 
so they could provide me the wiring instructions and get the money. In this case, it wasn't $921,000. I got to be frank with you and say that I don't know that I would be, I would have the confidence to wire $921,000 ever. Um, I think I'd probably just bring a certified check if they would take it. Um, but you know, this is a mortgage company. So a lot of them would not have taken a certified check who knows the whole story, but I like physically holding on to the money. You know, I'm a big part of that. And I'm going to tell you a story related to that in just a second. But, but the point of this is this guy was trying to get, give me the wiring instructions so I could wire the money to a different location that I never would have seen it again. I would have been out 14,000, right? Would have sucked, would not have been financial devastation, but it would have sucked. Okay. My, my point to this is, guys, is if it seems too good to be true, which was the, the key element of this article, okay, then it probably is too good to be true. It turned out, I'm guessing, that the property wasn't legit at all, right? They were getting it too cheap because the mortgage company that they were using to, or, you know, the people who were fronting as the mortgage company anyway, um, that they were using was fraudulent, and now they're out $900,000, you know? And it happens. It happens. This article is proof that it happens. And it's, it's something we want to avoid. We talk about a big part of what we do on the show is we're here to edu- educate you primarily, entertain you secondarily, but mostly change your mindset a little bit. Like point, point your mind in a different direction. Let me give you a mindset shift. There are some incredible deals out there in real estate, but if it feels like it's too good to be true, it's because it is. You know, I don't know the valuation of the property in question. I don't know, you know, why 1.4 seemed like a great deal. Maybe the neighborhood supports 2 million, you know, and he, he's buying this at a steal of a deal. I'm not telling you that there aren't deals out there. There most certainly are. But if your your gut is telling you, hey, something about this doesn't feel right, think twice before you send a wire to something that you're not sure of. Right when they go to Wells Fargo, because the money was wired to a Wells Fargo, a fictional Wells Fargo account. Wait for it. Wells Fargo declined to divulge any information on the account that fraudulently received the nine hundred grand. Wait, wait, wait. So you, so somebody can take my money at your bank, but you can't give me information on the person that took my money. That's right. And here's the reason why. Uh, There's a lot of protections for bank account holders. Like you're signing all sorts of privacy stuff for obvious reasons, right? If the bank was allowed to go around telling people how much was in your bank account, I mean, how much data would be out there? That would be super right. dangerous, right? But in this case, it was fraudulent. But this guy wasn't stupid, right? He got the he got the money wired to his account. He did a huge withdrawal, right? And then he closed that account. And he's gone. Poof. As was the 900 grand. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can 
can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. So if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. But that's why a lot of times I deal with certified checks. So I got to tell a quick and semi-funny story if you're not me, but, um, you know, funny, funny for you guys, but I'm buying a property, similar situation where I'm supposed to wire the funds for the closing. In this case, it's $80,000, okay? And I can tell you this was the single largest check I had ever taken out for something I was buying for myself. So I'm super excited, right? I'm on the way to closing. I won't go into the boring backstory, but, you know, when you're buying a house at this level, it was a foreclosure deal because you know what I buy, right? Um I'm getting this thing under market. I got 80 grand to put down. I'm super excited. I go get the check. I had a 2002 BMW M3 convertible. Midnight black, midnight blue with the caramel leather interior. And I just loved this car, right? Loved the car. I'm in the car. I got the check and I'm driving. And I just for a minute, I decide to look at the check one more time as sort of a pinch me is this happening sort of thing. I'm driving to closing. I just pulled the check up. The wind, Now, there's a check-in check stub. So you can imagine two parts of the check, okay? The wind rips the, the check, the, the, the uh, perforated area off, and the, the piece of paper goes flying behind me out of the convertible what? top of my BMW, <laughs> right? And a for, minute, for a minute, like, I'm like, well, that was strange. But I'm thinking it was the check stub. So I don't, I don't panic initially, right? I still got the check, but I don't. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, there's a, now if you're familiar with Colorado Springs at all, you know about a street called Powers. I'm driving on Powers Boulevard, okay? Uh, arguably the second, if not currently, the most busy street in the city of Colorado Springs, right? So I, I literally have a screaming attack. Like, ah! Like, I just lost $80,000. <laughs> Right? This closing has been pushed off three different times. The agent on the other side is going, if you guys don't close today, you lose your earnest money. This deal is over. You got to close today, period. Right? So now I got to get this check. And I, I'm literally walking up and down the street. You ever see, you know, Frogger? Remember that video game, Frogger? I'm now, <laughs> yeah. I'm now Frogger on Powers Boulevard. I pull the car over. I'm walking up and down Powers Boulevard for the better part of about an hour to an hour and a half, dodging traffic as I do it. I literally stopped a large semi truck because <laughs> I thought I saw that check. I put my hand up and I just, I halted this dude. I go, you're going to stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> or you're gonna run me over because I'm having that day. Like at this point, if you gotta hit me, it's cool. Right? I'll take deal me with out it. of here. You gotta take me out, man. Cause like I am not going this closing without an 80,000. Long story short, after walking up and down Powers Boulevard, I find this damn check with a tire mark directly through the center of it. <laughs> right? Cause it's been run over a couple of times, right? And I'm all, I'm all hairy, like I had my suit on, but now I'm dirty from walking, you know, in, in these ditches next to Powers to see if the check blew into there and yada, yada. I get there, you know, holding this check. If you can imagine, like, I'm, I'm half suited, right, and half, like, my shirt's all undone. And I'm just, I, I literally got to my office, right, and I sat 
on in the waiting room chair, and I just kind of collapsed there for a minute. Like, I'm holding this check still. Like, I, I physically won't let go of the check. And I'm just, like, I'm, I'm holding back tears for a bit. Like, oh, my God. You know, because this was a certified check. Like, you can't just walk in the bank and go, hey, can I get another guaranteed check for $80,000? Be like, yeah, right, dude. Where's the other one? Well, that's an interesting story. Yeah. I mean, uh... <laughs> so I, I finally get to the closing, and she's like, uh, your check's off by like 400 bucks." I go, you're going to take this check. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know how, and I don't know what we're going to, but you are, you are going to. You're going to take this check. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'm going to lose it. And I'm going to throw you in the middle of powers. <laughs> like, 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 I've had a hell of a day. I've had a hell of a day, and you are going to take this, this check. I'll get you another one. We can figure some other stuff out, but this very check is getting I've gone through so much trouble with this piece of paper. You're going to physically take the check. And, so she did, because she could tell I was serious, and I was already in a bad place. It was not a good idea to screw with me that day. So the, the title company took the check. I made up the balance another way. It all worked out in the end, okay? The purpose of telling that kind of funny story, because like to this day, my heart is now racing telling you the story, um, is that the, the importance of when you're dealing with this amount of money, okay, if, you, if it ever lo- loses your sight, whether the physical check flies out your convertible top or you are wiring it to an unknown bank account, you're at risk. Okay, you've got to keep your eye on the money at all times. Where this couple went wrong, and it's not their fault, they're not in the industry, I'm not trying to persecute them, I generally feel bad, but if you are doing a $900,000 wire, you need to double and triple check the wiring instructions, or just get a certified check and leave your top up when you're driving, you know, because that way you don't have to worry about it flying out the damn roof. That was, that was a brutal day. My point is keep your eye on the money. You know, there's a lot of big money stuff. And this, this was a major one, 900 grand, but I can tell you all the time, okay, I hear about people who were scammed on earnest money scams or coaching scams or, uh, you know, down payment scams. The, the, the amount of times, as soon as that money leaves your hands, it is too late to get it back. There's very little you can do. Prior to it leaving your hands, you've got some options, right? So prior to leaving your hands, do the due diligence. Take a couple more moments to verify that's the right damn wiring instructions. You know, you probably, if you're doing a $1.4 million loan, you probably got a pretty solid mortgage broker on that. That's a, that's a decent loan. So call the mortgage broker. Hey, I just want to make sure I'm probably being a little too protective here, though in this case they were not. But I just want to make sure that this is the right wiring instructions to send $900,000 to, you know, before you send the money. That's just a little bit of due diligence can save a ton of time here. What's that, like a three-minute call? If even. If. if even. Can you please give me the wiring instructions again? Okay, and having been in a situation where I have wired the money to the wrong location and thankfully actually got it back, having been in that street, I can tell you I am so careful about wiring instructions now. So careful. That's one of those things you only get with experience, man. Like you, you go through something like that, and in this case, I think it was like four or five grand, small amount of money by comparison. It all worked out in the end. But these guys were professional scam artists, right? If that money had been sitting, if 921 grand went to an account and it was wrongfully sent there and it was still sitting in that account, they would have just reversed the wire. There are ways to pull it back. But that money was gone. That's why Wells Fargo declined to respond because the money was gone. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense now. We can't really tell you about the guy because he closed his account and there's no guy anymore. There's no guy, <laughs> right? There's, no, there's nothing to tell you. I'm sorry, the money's gone. Thanks for calling, though. You know, did you sign this wiring paperwork saying the money was supposed to be sent here? Yes, I did. Okay, the money's gone. And I'm sorry. And there's no insurance. And there's no, there's no protection system. The FBI can get involved, but you got to find this guy now. And he just got 900K. I'd be extremely hard to find with 900 grand. Except for the- Yeah, man. Like, except maybe the Ferrari, right? Wrong, wrong. You'd hear you in that a lot. But other than that, you know, like, it, be, I'd be really hard to find. This guy's going to be really hard to find because he wasn't, like, planning on hanging out. You know, he wasn't posting on Instagram. Hey, I just stole 900 grand. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? that's, that's not going to go viral. Okay. <laughs> you, you've had your funny stories. Let me tell you Ooh. one. So, you know, um, about all the small business loans and things that are yeah, going yeah, on the right PPP now. Stuff. PPP loans. Yeah. Yeah. So... In addition to, you know, the wire fraud and real estate things that's going on right now, there's been a lot of people that are doing uh, PPP frauds. Yeah. Apparently, there was a, a Mensa-level scholar rapper who decided to uh, pull a PPP fraud and then make a rap song about it <laughs> and then post it on his Instagram, oh, and God. the video went viral. Oh, God. He's standing there, he's standing there with, like, envelopes, like, I took the money from him, y'all. So, yeah, like... That's just people are, out, people are out here doing very bad things and scamming a lot of people. Some scam artists are a little bit smarter than others, um, <laughs> but <laughs> don't fall for any of them. That's what we're trying to tell you. That is the point. Like, just do your homework, man. Do, do a little bit, one more step of research. This is the right banking institution. This is the white wiring instructions. In the article, it talks about you know, the, the mortgage company says, we don't even have an account at Wells Fargo. Like, if they had just said, you know, I'm wiring this money to Wells Fargo. Is that cool? Like, that would have solved the problem. One, one more sentence would have solved the problem, you know? And the mortgage company would have gone, uh, nope, we don't have an account at Wells Fargo. So I'm not sure why you'd be wearing it there, but don't, you know? And then you would, have, you would have uprooted the scam artist. You would have figured out where the scam was, and, you know, you'd have an extra 900K right now. You know, it's it just, you got to be careful. This is, this is a high-stakes game where the money tends to move fast. I can tell you the great deals in the world do, the, the one thing that did make sense, it seemed too good to be true because it was probably a really good deal, right? Um, the, the really good deal came, comes from the fact that it, it, there's, a, there's a speed behind it. Really good deals don't sit around, okay? There are investors all over the place. When something's good, it does have to happen quickly. That just means you got to watch your steps that much more carefully. You've got to take the time to really know what you're doing, right? And if you don't, you're going to lose money. That's just fact, you know, and I, I want to help you guys not to do that, you know, and, you know, but if you're the guy doing PPP scams and posting it to Instagram, I mean, more power to you, you know, I mean, like, I feel like that, that jail cell is going to suck. The feds don't like being stolen from and then like laughing about it. You know, it's one thing to take the money. I think the feds yeah, lose man. money all the time. It's a whole nother thing to brag about it on Instagram, you know, not a good look, bro. It really is, but good story. I like that. So listen, the point is there's scams out there. You can avoid them. I think a lot of people don't get into this game because they're afraid they're going to get scammed. I wouldn't take it that far. It, most of the business is legit. You know, there, there's an underbelly of every business that is slightly illegit that you got to watch out for and just be careful of. You know, with all the people hopping into wholesaling right now, there's a ton of people who are just opportunistically taking advantage of people, uh, wire fraud, trying to get the earnest money up front. We got the private lender scam we talked about a few episodes back uh, with people you know, getting money up front to do private loans, that, that's just unnecessary. Do your homework, ask around, and if you don't know who to ask, that's why you're listening to this show right now. 
You know, that's what we're here for. Ask us. I may not be able to answer everything, but at this point, you know, we're getting some really solid questions in the group that normally we can take on. So it comes down to your tribe, right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? If you're a lone ranger, can't nobody tell you nothing and you got to figure it out on your own. You're going to go broke, man. That's just straight up. Like the, the power of your network is probably the most powerful thing you bring to the table. Who do you have around you? Remember that whole thing where our parents used to say you become your friends? They were like, screw that, mom. I'm not going to become Bobby. Bobby sucks. You know, and it turns out like you make less than Bobby now. You, know? you shouldn't have been kicking it with Bobby all those years. You know, see you what I'm saying? Bobby actually made good and you're still kind of a buster. That's reality. Like Facebook did a profile and they said, if you take your entire sphere Right, and you take all your friends, and you average out the income in in something like ninety eight percent of cases, you're within five percent of the income of your, all your friends on Facebook. You know, think about that for a second. You know, who yeah, are you? I'm, who are you associating with, bro? I'm about to clean out my friends list right now. <laughs> he's broke. No, he's straight up broke. <laughs> she's broke. Brokey, but she's hot. She's hot. Brokey, 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 brokey. <laughs> she's broke, but she's cute. I'm gonna keep her. Um, I could put her on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a captain though. <laughs> put me in, coach. Ready to play. Um, you know, but seriously, you got to watch who you're associating with. The same applies here, right? If, if you're, you get, you're kind of part of this real estate network, but you don't know what you don't know yet. You, you're in a high probability to get scammed. Like maybe that's not your group at all. Maybe they're professing to be your group so they can take something else from you, you know? And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to say, find us on Facebook, you know, become a part of a community that get, can help you because none of us have anything to gain from you except providing education and information. The power of social media now is that you can join groups anywhere in the world and learn about stuff like instantaneously, like just, right. just by a couple clicks, you know? So if you, ha- all of that is to say, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet foreclosure deals, coach insiders, what are you waiting for? You know, why not? It's completely free. You can go in there. You can ask questions about deals. You can learn from yeah, top level experts right there inside that group. Yes. Yours truly is definitely one of them. And it's, it's easy access to a professional. But if you just, if you are the type that just has to learn stuff on your own, I feel for you, you know, and I've got, I've got friends and family. That's exactly their mindset. I'm just going to do this on my own. It's like, well, I feel bad for you because I think you could get a lot further if you would bring in some resources on the outside and learn, you know, learn from people who can teach you more stuff, you know? So just my two cents on that. We won't belabor the point. We are well over time. Great stories though. And I hope, hope this helped out. Watch your wiring. Okay. Just don't just randomly send 900 grand to somebody you ain't sure about, right? It's just stupid, right? I feel bad for these people, but if you get take nothing else from this show, watch your wires. Like just be careful. And if it's something doesn't feel right, if something seems like it's too good to be true, it's probably because it is. Okay. In the meantime, don't let this discourage you from finding your next deal. There are deals out there every single day. We put together deals all the time. I'm proud to say my team and I are going to end a little short of my goal, but at about 40 transactions, a give or take 40 flips in, in the 2020 market, we were targeting 50. So we're going to fall a little short. I think a lot of it, I'm not making excuses, but we lost a quarter to coronavirus, right? So, you know, the, the deals are happening every day. Don't, don't go out there with the mindset there are no deals because there are. You just got to know what they look like and how not to get scammed in the process. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you this show and always, don't buy a house, buy, buy a, a deal. deal.
Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.